Welcome to the podcast, Rethinking Total Rewards to Deliver Total Wellness. Around the table today, two experts, uh, two experts from the people and organization practice, uh, Bart and Serafin. Welcome. Uh, so first of all, before we start, maybe you can present yourself in a few sentences. Serafin, you can start. Thank you very much, uh, Isabel. So for the people who don't know me, I am uh, Serafin Wildebury. I have about 20 years experience, uh, mainly in what I call people matters. Huh? And this, uh, as well as in a local as an international um, context. Uh, I've been working in the past as an HR rep and business partner, and then I've joined the advisory side of, uh, of things. Huh? And today I'm leading the people and transformation uh, team within PwC. It's a team that focuses on HR and HR transformation, employee experience, things from functional ends, change management, always important when, when things are happening in, in a company, culture, leadership, internal assessments and coaching, as well as workforce transformation. Thank you. Very clear. Super interesting already. Uh, thank you. Hi, Isabel. Thank you for having me in this uh, podcast. Uh, my name is Bart van der Gus. Um, I'm director within uh, PwC. I have 17 years of uh, experience uh, and I'm leading our reward and personal income tax uh, team. So we have not a focus only on the financial side, but we do as well preference studies. So also heading towards total rewards. And as you know, uh, today we'll also look at the next step uh, in this area. Thank you. Thank you, Bart. Uh, already two yeah. complimentary profiles here around the table. It could only be interesting in the coming minutes. So, <laughs> so great. Let's kick off uh, with the first question. Uh, today's topic of interest is all about rethinking total rewards towards more of a total wellness approach. Um, how do you have to see it? Because it's for me quite new, uh, total wellness in a professional context. It sounds a bit strange. So can you comment on that? Yeah, for sure. And I think at PwC, but also look at you, um, we really believe that it's now the time to really rethink your typical um, reward or people value proposition. Huh? It's the time to really bridge the gap between on one hand, what employees have as a preference and on the other hand, what we offer in terms of, of reward. Huh? It is really super important nowadays to put the individual at the center of everything we do. Huh? And it's important that we look at it in a holistic way. It's not a standalone. It really has interactions uh, with the rest of what we do around our people uh, strategy. It has to be framed. It has to be broad. It has to be flexible. All of those ingredients are super essential to make sure that we have a kind of exceptional people experience because this is going to help to really create the value that an employee is looking for, a team is looking for, an organization is looking for, but even society is looking for. Okay, already different stakeholders I hear, so it sounds very promising. Yes. Um, however, yes, uh, why is this so important and uh, how is this yeah, framework or way of working different towards what we did in the past? Well, Isabel, perhaps I can comment on that one. Uh, historically, organizations have focused on getting the most out of people, their wellness notwithstanding. Now, with the rapid changes we see, the new generation Z rapidly presenting, of course, a substantial part, if not already the majority of organizations' workforce and talent market being more and more scarce. We see that typical approaches to total rewards won't cut it anymore. Of course, financial rewards are still important, but in addition, employers need to start addressing and aligning non-financial rewards to their preferences and needs as well. 
Therefore, employers should try to understand preferences at an individual level rather than offering alternatives for people to choose from what we first, for example, still see typically in the classical cafeteria plans. Therefore, the list of options should reflect an understanding of the wellness needs of every single employee, and that's not just employee groups or what's hot in the market, nor mainly tax-driven. So, by shifting the focus of total rewards to total wellness, using a personalized approach, a bottom-up approach, so instead of a top-down, enhancing employee experience and leveraging culture and leadership, organizations will be able to attract engage and retain talent. In turn, employers will reap the benefits of exceptional people and business outcomes. I understand it's it's important to do it now for the organization, for the employees. However, if I look yeah, to the market, I see uh, companies having yeah other priorities, other problems. I think about yeah, inflation costs, sure. uh, supply chain uh, issues. So uh, yeah. I am particularly thinking about, about that. So um, why should we do, do it now? Well, I really think it's now the moment. Uh, if you look at our annual um, global survey we did with CEOs, uh, if you listen to them, 52% says that now it is the moment to look at your skills and your labor because shortages will kind of impact your profitability. So if one out of two CEOs say it's important, I really think it's super important. And like you say, we are not in easy times. We are in times where we have to look at the costs, where we have to maximize performance, where we have to attract talent, where we have to retain talent. And this while sustaining on one hand productivity and on the other hand performance. So I think it's really the moment to link your people strategy with your total wellness um, approach. Indeed. I do, in fact, agree with Serafina. Uh, in fact, employee populations become more diverse, attracting and retaining employees to standardized approaches to reward simply isn't working anymore. If organizations want to keep their best talents and safeguard the longevity of their practice, employers need to start addressing culture and other non-financial rewards to meet employees' preferences and needs. And I fully agree with you, but um, I think um, if you really want to have your return on investment, you really have to make sure that you create that unique employee experience that will get you the leverage on your people level, your business level, as well on society. Okay, I understand that the individual is in the center of the framework. Indeed. Um, on the other hand, I'm, I'm thinking out loud, yeah, putting the individual in the center means yeah, individualizing. Uh, how do you match it with a consistent approach in a company, uh, which I think is also important? Uh, can you comment on that? Yeah, there's of course many ways uh, to do this, but um, one we definitely can recommend is our uh, Total Wellness Diagnostic Methodology and um, Tool. Huh? It is one that combines on one hand qualitative data with quantitative um, data. So it's an kind of an, an analysis that we do on the maturity of the total wellness and this on a level of the employee as well as on level of the organization. And if you look at our approach, in fact, there are six critical elements if I look at uh, wellness. So first of all, you have financial wellness, career wellness, emotional wellness, social wellness, mental wellness, and physical wellness. What we apply is a bottom-up approach. Huh? 
And what we want to make sure is that we kind of can honor the social contract between, on one hand, employees, and on the other hand, in fact, the organization that promised something. Uh, we have to make sure that that value comes through. But an organization promises things to an employee, but also to a society. So it's going to be important to have a holistic approach, an, an, an approach that inspires that inspires at individual level, at organizational level, at society level. So it's really important that we kind of make those memorable experiences uh, and understand the better, the broader cycle of total wellness. Okay, that's clear. I hear six categories, which are right. yeah, within the framework. Yes. Um, I want to know more about it. Uh, but can you comment on this one? Yes, of course. And, and as Seraphine just mentioned, six crucial areas of attention that guide efforts to create total wellness for the workforce. And each of these dimensions covers crucial elements that are actually sought after by any organization's workforce. So let's take a closer look at it. So first, you have financial wellness, which includes competitive and equitable pay, pay for more performance and even financial planning coaching, for instance. Second, you can find social wellness, which attention is put on the purpose and sense of belonging, but as well flexibility and work-life balance and policies and so on. Third, you may pay attention to the emotional wellness. You can do so by providing emotional intelligence training, create a culture uh, of care and mindfulness, and of course, establishing as well a culture of recognition within your company. Fourth, you can find in our methodology as well the mental wellness, uh, which refers actually to creating a safe working environment. Fifth, the physical wellness, which may explore, for instance, healthcare benefits or alternative holiday schemes, for example. And last but not least, the career wellness also proves itself to be crucial to delivering upskilling opportunities and meaningful work for your people. Okay, clear. Uh, six. Uh items then it's, it's quite exhaustive mm -hmm. um, how do you have to, have to see these six items are they even important or or how do you can you comment on that or are there more in issues which are more important or do you say every item is important and we should do a diagnostic of, of at each item for each company well i think it's indeed the diagnostic of all the pillars that is super important uh, so we have to think to, to keep things into balance uh, so and really look at every aspect of total wellness so really look at the six pillars that's our recommendation okay okay very clear um and and yes if a company does that mm -hmm. um yeah what can they expect in terms of yeah benefits in terms of sure. yeah, positive things of, of implementing this Sure, I think there's there's a massive amount of benefits. Uh, if you look at it, um, it is from the moment you really want to attract people, uh, you become really an a more attractive employer to start with. Uh. Then also, it's more easy to reta uh, retain your people if they really feel engaged through your total wellness. Uh. You're going to see that also your engagement is better. You're going to see that your productivity goes up. So next to all of those um, items, you also will see that your customer satisfaction will go up. And of course, happy employees take care of happy customers and happy customers take care of a good business. So there's also financial performance that, that goes up. But it's not only that, huh? um, it's also towards society that you can play a big role and a bit, having a great contribution huh? um, and link with the new regulations, the social trends and so forth. Huh? This will also fortify 
your branding and your reputation as an employer, but also have a massive contribution to the world outside your own little bubble. Okay, very clear. Serafine, thank you. Beth, do you want to comment or something? Or uh... I would say I couldn't agree more with Serafine, but perhaps also coming back on, okay, how do you will determine what people want? Eh? And there we can really refer to a measuring preferences. Eh? So we, we have also the capability about preference studies as such. And that actually helps our clients making really uh, data-based decisions. Uh, and that's for me also a starting point uh, as part of the cornerstone for this approach and, and methodology. Exactly. So in fact, you match employee experience uh, and the wishes of the employee with what you want to achieve as an organization, but also your meaning in society. Thank you. Um, just to yeah to wrap up, um, I hear yeah different stakeholders or pedagogists. So the employee, the organization, teams, society, England. Correct. I hear it's the time, even that it's there are hard times that it's now the time to do it. Yes. <laughs> I hear also that we have some nice tools. We have a diagnostic tool to correct uh, to diagnose the six items. We have the preference studies which can uh, underpin that. So I think it's the time to do so. Um, so yes, thank you, Senafin and Bart, uh, for this explanation. Uh, looking forward to the next one. I hear you mentioned the CEO survey. I think it would be also nice to have a more more insights on the next one on the CEO surveys. What matters? And uh, yes, I invite you the next time too for the next uh, podcast. Always looking forward. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you.